44% of seafood tested in five cities were mislabeled. It's a big deal. It's fish fraud. But what happens when fish fraud is found to be hand in hand uh, with your sushi dinner? We're joined now by Professor Jennifer McDonald, who's a biology professor at Fanshawe College. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We reached out to you today because we found out that you and your students decided to uh, just see what was in our sushi from the grocery store, and you discovered discovered some serious issues with fish fraud going on. Tell us a little bit about, first of all, what fish fraud is. So fish fraud is the um, purposely mislabeling of fish, usually for the purpose of larger profits. Um, so something like red snapper, which is actually a threatened species worldwide, it's very expensive. Um, it's usually passed off as something that's much cheaper, like tilapia. Uh, and that way it ensures that usually the supply chain, not the restaurant itself, uh, is earning more of a profit for whatever it is that they're selling you. So you and your students at Fanshawe decided to uh, conduct an experiment. Uh, tell us how this experiment rolled out. So I decided that my students should have a fun end-of-lab activity that wasn't just um, the pure application of the theory that we were learning in the lab, and instead was an application of a fun thing that was relevant to everyday life and something that they could relate to. So we ordered a pre-made kit uh, from a biotechnology company that came with all of the ingredients that you would require to extract DNA from Um, fish samples. Mm -hmm. And then I gave them the super technical assignment of going out for a fish dinner and bringing some samples home with them, putting them in the freezer and making sure that they were labeled with um, exactly what fish the restaurant or the grocery store or the market or wherever it was that they found the sample, um, what they claimed that it was. We extracted the DNA. We amplified a very specific barcoding gene called the CO1 gene. And that acts as um, a barcode for animals. So exactly like when you go to the store and you scan a product at the self-checkout and it comes up on the little computer screen and it says that you purchased a box of Cheerios and it gives you exactly the price. So it associates that unique barcode with a unique product. The exact same thing can be done with animal barcodes using the CO1 gene. So we sequenced that um, small fragment of DNA and then ran that through a database, and that gave us, with very strong accuracy, exactly what the real identity of the fish was. And your results? Uh, The results were really surprising. We were expecting um, exactly what Oceana found, about 44% of samples would be mislabeled, but instead we found of the nine samples that we were able to amplify and properly sequence, seven of them came back as misidentified. Wow, seven out of nine. Yeah, so much higher proportion than what Oceana found. That's shocking, especially because that Oceana study was, uh, you know, it was pretty well um, talked about and discussed in the media. And Mm -hmm. so you would think that people that are committing fish fraud would be a little more aware of the fact that, you know, eyes are on them. So what what exactly were you finding? Break it down for us as far as your results go. What fish were uh, counterfeit fish? Well, the ones um, that were no surprise to both um, everybody in the class and to me uh, was the red snapper sample. That one came back as tilapia. Uh, So that was no surprise. That was exactly what Oceana found, as well as the white tuna um, came back as being escalar. 
which is a, also known as the laxative of the sea. Um, it's a fish that is fine for consumption in small amounts, but it's something that you really want to make sure that you're aware that you're eating so that you know that you're eating something in large amounts could cause severe gastrointestinal distress for many, many days afterwards if you're highly sensitive to the chemical that's in it. That's been banned um, in Japan, but we haven't done, we haven't done it, that here. Shocking. Yeah, it's um, it's a mandatory labeling in Canada. So okay. if you are serving Escolar, then you must identify it as Escolar. Um, but kind of the the trade name of it is white tuna. So um, is that actually mislabeled? Is it not? It's it's hard to say uh, because that substitution occurs so frequently in restaurants. Um, so that was to not really surprising results. Um, the slightly more surprising results is that we didn't find any um, Atlantic salmon or Pacific salmon samples that were properly identified. All of them were rainbow trout, wow. um, which is a much cheaper fish to be passing off as Atlantic salmon. Um, and then we, we saw two quite shocking results of, uh, in one case, a sample was brought back as red tuna, and it did have a very strange appearance and very strange texture. And the reason for that is because it came back as tilapia. Um, so that is something that is, I had never heard of that before, that kind of substitution occurring. Yeah, but tilapia is um, white and salmon's red. Exactly. And that's why it's so shocking that um, somebody and probably a lot of somebody's at that restaurant were fooled by it. Um, so sometimes tilapia can be colored red. If you put it in a high carbon monoxide environment, then it does take on a reddish tone, exactly like your face would if you were in a high carbon monoxide environment. Um, so you can artificially color fish that way. They can also be fed um, certain food additives in their diet that does also color their flesh to be a much darker red tone. Um, you can apply some kind of either artificial or naturally based food coloring that would also give it a red tone. So there are lots of ways to um, get a, an artificial coloring to your fish that would not normally be found. You know, a lot of people turn to sushi because they think, okay, well, this is a healthier choice, but it could have some serious health implications, this fish fraud. It could, especially for people with food-based allergies. If you can't guarantee that what you're being served is what the restaurant claims you're being served, then you could end up dying of an allergic reaction in the restaurant. Um, so it, it can be really, really serious for some people. Um, same with imitation crabs. Some companies don't put gluten in their imitation crab and other companies do. So unless you know the exact source of your imitation crab, it could be something that is really dangerous for people with something like celiac disease. Right. So the when you uh, tested these these different samples, there were nine different samples you tested. What was the breakdown as far as grocery store to uh, restaurants samples? Um, almost all of these successful samples were from sushi restaurants. Um, there were a couple that were from grocery stores and market stands. Okay, so it seems like the grocery stores and the market stands need to clean up their act a little bit, at least from your uh, research that you did and, and the testing that you've done in this experiment. Yeah, both of the grocery store uh, or both of the positively identified samples, those ones both came from grocery stores. Um, one of them was marked as MSC certified, and MSC stands for the Marine Stewardship Council, and they are a not-for-profit organization that does a lot of overseeing over uh, fish operations and the supply chain, making sure that the fishery is actually sustainable. 
Um, so that is one way of making sure that you're getting what the label says that you're getting if it's MSC certified. But you um, weren't in that case. Um, we were in that case. Oh, you it were in that case. Okay. Certified. Yes. Yep. Um, and then the the other kind of thing to keep in mind, too, is that um, some grocery stores, some markets, some especially Asian markets, they do sell the fish whole. And it's much more difficult to pass off a um, an imposter as something on the label if you can see the entire fish. Like that tilapia tuna example, that would never have happened if you could see a large portion of the fish. Tilapia is a very different shape, very different color, very different texture than what red tuna would be. Professor McDonald, can I ask you a personal question? After this experiment, are you kind of off sushi for a while? Funny you should ask. I actually had fish the next night. (laughs) Um, I bought tilapia, so I could be pretty much guaranteed that I got what was on the label. Um, But for me personally, it doesn't really make me shy away from fish because I don't have any major um, food allergies. But if I did, it would be something that I would be much more hesitant to go out and do all the time, have fish at restaurants that may or may not be trustworthy. All right. Well, I want to thank you for your time. It's a really interesting uh, work that you you did and, and slightly scary. Thanks so much for joining us.